This is the Midnight Owl, and I'm your host, Tim. This week's episode is with friend of the show and writer of many of our best episodes, Kat. Uh, look for Kat's new writing project, Katrina Being Katrina. It's at uh, being Katrina Being Katrina WordPress.com. And in the show, we'll get into what exactly that means, but it's it's awesome. You folks got to check it out. Uh, in the show notes, there'll be the full address as well as, uh, another thank you to friend of the show, Dutch boy Pete. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Dutch boy Pete. Uh, this week's song was trouble on dog mountain. He has a growing catalog of different, uh, music and just different stylings. And, uh, I'm really enjoying it. So I, I want you guys to go and check that out too. Just want to take this chance and say thank you, Dutch boy Pete for helping us out now. Onto the podcast, already rambling. So what kind of show are you hoping to put on when it's time for, for your thing? <laughs> um, a non-show. Like, my goal is, I guess, to use the platform as a way to direct people to my website. So yeah. I don't so much want to be heard, I want to be read. So I'm enjoying writing. I would like to use, you know, a podcast setup as a way to be heard, to direct people to go check out my writing yeah so then where I'm kind of juggling with like what does that look like right without I mean I don't want to sit and read the stories I want people to read them and give you know the characters and the scene their own you don't voices. want to spoon people and that's right so it's like how do I say like hey I wrote a story about this and get you excited enough that you want to go read that story but also not read you that story so that's, That's where I'm like, be... yeah, like how, I don't know how. I just see it as a way to be heard, you know, for someone that doesn't want to be heard, I guess, that wants to be read, so. What is the name of the website in case people want to check this out afterwards? We'll make sure we hit this again. Sure. Katrina being Katrina.wordpress.com. How do you spell Katrina? Oh, yeah. K-A-T-R-E-E-N-A. It's phonetic, you know? Katrina, very literally. Yeah, but I'm illiterate, so I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, I've been reading uh, the first couple of stories. The one with Bear that got oh, your dog when he got the knife was friggin' hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. But uh, I think that's an interesting because like, there's plenty of people that do their blogs and they write and then they come on and they repeat the same thing. So you have a choice of where you consume the media. But to do something different is what podcasting is all about. So if Katrina being Katrina is all about displaying your personality, then like, yeah, absolutely. Go and read the stories and stuff like that. And then when you come back to the show, whatever that looks like, then you're putting across your personality there in a different way. Like uh, the tuning for your thoughts. I don't know if like people are open to... I have had one... I have one had had one buyer on that. So. You have made two more dollars than I am. Oh, now. wahoo! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you have any, uh, what was the tuning for the thoughts? If you want like 
uh, a Dear Abby kind of advice for an insane situation. You can reach out and get some help as long as you're not planning on harming yourself or others. That's right. If you're going to confess to like a crime or that you're plotting a crime, like I'm I'm not game. I'm out. I've got no advice on that front apart from like don't don't tell me about it. Maybe don't do it. I don't know your circumstances though. No judgment. We all walk our own paths. But uh, I just don't want to be, be part of that. Next uh, zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, I'm not, like signing up to get involved in like anything too deep and also to say like I have zero qualifications for any form of counseling. Yeah. So just a safe safe space to like come out and talk or tell a, like, an insane story. That's and... it. Maybe something that like you don't want to tell your friends or something that's just kind of weighing on you that, you know, just somewhere safe to put it. Like, hey, I did this silly thing. Like, how do I maybe cope with however I feel about it? And like, I don't know that I'll have the answer, but at least someone else in the world will know. I promise confidentiality, Boy Scout, whatever this thing, you know. So what kind of release schedule are you hoping for? Or what kind of, like, are you hoping to have interviews, like, bring people on to talk, like, that are familiar with your stories or the stories are about? Um, are you planning, like, monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, daily? Definitely not daily, no. Um, schedule? Not sure. I guess it depends how quickly I can write, because, you know, if I'm pointing people to my website, but then I become all about this podcast that, like, largely is supposed to be about the writing but then I stop writing because I'm so you know consumed with making sure I'm recording there's not really much substance to direct anyone to on the website at that point um which is why like I want to get a grip on what this looks like and how to go about recording also to your to your question of like what does that look like bringing people on I would love to however I don't think I've convinced anyone yet who are involved in the stories that I write about that they want to be known. I've been careful not to use their names in the stories for the same reason. So I think it would take some convincing. Yeah. I think I'm probably on my own for the first little bit till I can convince someone that it would be much more fun that they participate with me. I would love to be on one if you want to like go back and like have someone else's reactions to the stories. Okay, like even cool. if I wasn't involved, like I could just jump on and we could talk about it for a That's little bit. cool. Yeah, maybe people that read the stories that aren't connected but just like what how did they interpret? What did they take from it? What did they visualize when they were reading it? Cuz here's a story that relates and like right. start community building. That's true. Okay, That's noted. Um yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about like, cause like I've gotten into different spots where I get consumed, absolutely consumed by research and then I write mm-hmm. nothing. I get consumed by writing and then I don't post anything. I get consumed by trying to record and not doing it. And then like, I think the most recent bout of not doing shit, frankly, for like my show. Like, a while ago. Yeah. And you yeah. wrote that like also a while ago yeah 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 old news yeah but like i didn't even write or research that one like and all i could make myself do is record it is i think i got too involved in trying to see how the promotion side of everything works and for me that was just depressing to like because i I don't know I, i think it's stupid that like i still hold podcasting to such a weird standard of like it's supposed to be fun and like outsider and we're like all doing this for the hell of it and because we 
want an interesting hobby as opposed to just getting drunk and not doing anything or <laughs> getting high all the time, which is why I started the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it stopped smoking as much weed. It, it helped. <laughs> but um, to see people on there just like it's a business and you've got to perform and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't know this, this, what I'm trying to do and taking a little bit of inspiration from you uh, as far as just like starting doing something different is like, I just want to get back to the roots where like, even if no one listens anymore, like I lose the 150 people that were kind enough to listen to me before. Like, thank you for being there. But I want to be able to be happy with what I'm doing, at least be attempting to do something that if not different, like at least me. Yeah. Well, that and like the world went to crap this year and like continuing to talk about conspiracy theories (laughs) when the world's on fire is like, maybe not. Like people are really, really buying into all of this now. And like some of it's come true. Some of it is still like, it is not true, but like you, you see like, we're getting it. Yeah. We're getting into territory where like, I will start a conversation in the wrong direction here. (laughs) So like, I'll be careful. Let's not stray. But, but I hear what you're saying in terms of like, you have such a respect for podcasting as an art, as a form of expression. Like really you do. Thank you. So I think when you say like getting caught up or maybe even like disheartened by like, how do I promote what I'm doing? But at the same time, putting the care and time and energy into content creation yeah. while, while you're in that headspace that you're also thinking about once this content is created, how do I promote it? Like this is, I feel like I have something great. I want people to hear and see this. Sometimes you get caught up in the, and, and that's, a. I mean, how long did I talk about starting a website before I started a website? I was like, well, I'm going to need a whole bunch of stories. I can't just like make a website and be like, I have a website now. I need content. Yeah. Right. And then I almost, I think, tripped over that part of the process where it it was overwhelming even to think about, okay, so I write all these stories. Great. Then I put them online. Then the promotion piece, like it was too much. It was way too much all at once. And yeah, ultimately I had to write a couple things. I only had two things when I was like, fine, today's the day I make the site. And I thought, once the site is there, I will build. Yeah. Right. And, and I have, I realized, I realized this weekend I hadn't posted anything for two weeks and immediately I was like, oh, I've already failed. Like, this is not my first attempt at a blog in the last decade I have created and discarded or like, they're probably still online. Yeah. I'm sure they are like floating somewhere in the interwebs. I don't even remember what it was called or like, I might not have access to the email address that I probably created specifically for that blog. Like it's just all lost yeah to the internet so this time when i was like oh my gosh i have failed i said i was going to post like two things per week which i did for a few weeks and then i fell into the i have lost momentum now i'm not motivated now this is going nowhere now i've told everyone about it and i made an instagram and there's this website and i have friends who are looking at me cheering me on thank you very much but i have failed them there's been nothing for you know two weeks so i kind of had to talk myself down from that ledge of like it's okay just get something on there like not every week's gonna be a winning week you know like sometimes there's a pause and the fact that it is i mean we are talking about content creation this 
a lot of it comes from imagination and you need a certain amount of inspiration. And if that didn't happen this week, I would rather not push myself to create based on deadlines, you know, because then I feel like I lose the spark. If I'm more focused on, I need two pieces this week, I would rather give you nothing than give you two pieces of crap. Okay, that's exactly my problem with what I was seeing online is that I was just seeing people create stuff Mm. for the consistency angle as opposed to being like, hey, this is something I'm really proud of or this is something I'm trying to do. It was at the end of the day just creating for creation's sake and it's like we're trying to fill the void with just garbage as opposed to like everybody trying to do something cool and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And like, cause I gotta get consistent enough so I get five thousand listeners, so I can start my Patreon, so I can start making money, and it's like, okay, but what happened to like starting off and not being good, getting better, and earning that spot where people want to give you part of their, you know, paycheck? If I, but I would never ask for money if I wasn't doing a good job or like proud of it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. I hear you on consistency, and I guess that was my thought this week when I just reassured myself that, like, you know what? If I'm going to be authentic, the truth is I am not reliable. Yeah. I am not a reliable person. So if my whole thing is like, oh, I have this goal where I'm going to pump out two stories every week, and that becomes my goal, firstly, I'll rebel against it because I don't like to be told, you know, when I have to do what I have to do. Right? Oppositional defiance. Yeah. I've got it too. Yeah. So it's like, no, then it's it's no longer fun. Now this is like, you know, it's a thing. This is a, like a requirement, right? This is no longer... It's fucking homework. Right. Exactly. So I was like, no, you know what's authentic? is not like, you can rely on me, you know, every Tuesday, new content. No. But... You can rely on me that when I do provide you with content, that it's going to come from the heart and I will have invested, you know, energy and effort and care into it. So you have such a wonderful writing style where it's you paint a really good picture, but it it's not so overly wordy. Like you're not describing the yard in 500 words. You're using your words intelligently that like I understand what's happening when your dog comes around a corner with a knife. <laughs> like Right. I want it to be... I want people to feel the intensity of the moment, which the stories, they're all wrote exactly for that. This is me, like, retelling traumatic moments. And my threshold for trauma is super low. <laughs> like, let's be real. So I fully acknowledge that, like, me writing about my traumatic, traumatic events, these are, like, relatively minor incidents. But in the moment... Like, I escalate to such a point that, like, I want you to feel that. I want you to forget that this is, like, oh, what a foolish little thing that happened. No, this was the end of the world. Like, I wasn't sure I'd make it through the other side. So, I feel like when I'm writing, I want you to understand the space I'm in. Like, we're out in the yard. I quickly described I'm, I'm taking a walk around it, right? Yeah. To kind of give a sense of, like, the space and the dogs within the space. It's a large enough yard that one was out of sight. You know, so I don't know, maybe imagine some foliage or a tree line or like however that would look to you. I don't need you there in the yard with me. I want you in that mood with me. Like I want you to understand the panic, right? So like whatever that looks like to you, I guess in that way you can build your own memory of maybe a time when you felt whatever level of panic I can get you to 
and kind of painting the picture. <laughs> Obi's like, I don't know about this, Dad. This doesn't sound very friendly. Well, he's the third member of the podcast and we love him. Which is another thing, if you're controlling the environment, putting the dog into a different room, if they can tolerate it. But I don't mind his mooing. This is all just for fun skis. Yeah, he's like, oh no. Mm-hmm. No oh, one's no. petting you, eh? Um, yeah, he's been with me all the way through this. He deserves to get his voice heard when he's not getting pets. Um, I love the way that you describe that. I am so excited to see what comes of it. And... I'm not, I'm always hesitant to, to comment on anyone else's art or what they're thinking because that's not really fair if you're, you like, but the idea of, uh, I'm excited to jump on, even if it only works once and, uh, is to talk about the stories. Like I want to sit down, give them a good read and get into that mood where, cause that happened when I was reading it the first time. I'm like, what story do I like? I. I remember that panic state of like the world is ending and you've got like five people around you of like well if you just calm down and stop it's over it's like no you <laughs> don't understand this is so bad right now that's it that's the worst when people are like you need to calm down like you need to calm up you don't understand like the oh, car yeah. isn't parked where I thought it was <laughs> I told you it was parked in the next lot no you didn't you fucking you lie. You lie. That's what you do. The car That's was it. right here. That's Someone has stolen my vehicle. That's it. That moment of like, you were not prepared for this. Whatever the situation is, it's just that like that caught off guard. Like, and sometimes the solution in retrospect is so simple. Like, there's certain stories I have in my head that like I'm definitely writing soon. Then I'm I've been sort of hesitant because I'm like it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to retell it. I mean. I have minimal shame, but there's definitely yeah. a few where I'm like, eh, cringing. But it's like, to tell the story, on the surface, when people look at it like, oh my gosh, you did not get that escalated over that. And it's like, oh yes, I did. <laughs> Let me take you there, right? And my hope is to like, build, build people to the point where like, I started calm. It's not like I'm always in this hyped up place, right? Yeah. You're going about your day you know, your sort of borderline anxiety level, because I feel like I'm always like, you know, one moment away from having a complete meltdown. But like, that's just me. But relatively like normal day, cruising along, minor inconvenience occurs, end of the world ensues, right? Yeah. So to like take people from that moment where like, everything's good, it was a beautiful day, we're out for a walk, to like, the forest is on fire, (laughs) you know? like. Oh my God. Yeah. I just... That's so wonderful. I'm so excited to see as it like unfolds and what stories you tell. Because like, I don't mean to take us too far back, but before I lose the thought, um, do you ever worry about writing for an audience as opposed to writing for something that you want to do? Like, is there like, to make it consumable or do you just write to satisfy cat? I think that's exactly why it took me this long to get to this point. Like, I've been writing since I could write, <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah. I feel like in public school, I always, you know, like at home had a notebook and had my own imagination and sort of wrote out these really, you know, whatever a child child's mind comes up with, right? And then in high school... Do you still school, have those stories? I burned so many notebooks 
when I left for university. I was like, this is all garbage. This is my old life, right? Like, I'm an adult now. Burn it all. New year, right? new me. Yeah, exactly. New year, new me. Hashtag adult life. Um, so I burned it all, and I was like, I'm not that person anymore. I'm not this, like, teenage angsty, like, everything's in all my high school journals. Like, I want to watch it burn. And I'm like, oh, that's all still really relevant feelings. <laughs> and, like, I could pretty much rewrite most of it and feel probably the same way today yeah right so i feel like for a long time it was something very personal and mm. private like i didn't share it as a teenager it was like a coping mechanism i guess it felt extremely personal and private and like you know yeah. an, an extension of me like nude almost right yeah is what it felt like so i guarded those things like with my life there was no way anyone was reading that uh and then I guess throughout university, like I continued writing on my own, um, I guess, creative impulse. But that was it. When I originally thought about like, oh, could I be a writer? It was like, I bet all my writing is so personal and I am not prepared to feel vulnerable. So I guess getting to the point where I'm comfortable having an audience, feeling like I'm still being authentically myself, um, having chosen sort of boundaries, what I am and I'm not comfortable writing about. To answer you specifically in terms of like catering or pandering to an audience, I've, I've discussed with you, like I've had a friend suggest, you know, here's something, maybe a niche yeah. that you could write to. And to me, that in particular feels like leveraging, Yeah. Uh, you know, where I'm like, yes, I could. Taking I, a label and making that like appropriating it that's right yeah where I'm like that to me was a moment where I thought I it, it did dawn on me like yes that could be a niche yes I could for sure choose an audience writing specifically about that and there is a community in that for sure but is that what I'm about yeah. like is that well, I, you know? I don't yeah we can edit this out if sure. you're uncomfortable yeah. talking about the one story you told me where uh you sent that uh, to me. I don't know if it's been posted. The uh, is a long time ago. It stuck with me. It was the one where you were on the bus, or a oh, person yeah, was on yeah. the bus. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And I was just like, I have no ability to relate specifically to that story because, well, I'm a man. Like, and that story was right. about somebody being accosted, a woman being accosted, and like a child, a child by <laughs> another accosted. child. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, boys will be boys. Like, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. was such a, I don't want to say cool. I'm just at a <laughs> loss for words of like, uh, aha moment of like, oh, I can't relate to this. But not being, not dismissing it that like it was bad. It was meaningful because like, oh, I've never gone through that. And like that was making a lot of other things more real to me in that moment of like, oh. And, like, I wonder if my niece went through that. I wonder if my mom went through that. Like, who would have else had the same experience? Mm. But because I'm a dude, I would not have been forced into that, like, being accosted on a bus. And, like, that was, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I could see you developing an audience and just remembering, like, we're not satellite TV. Mm. So, like, you don't have to cater to... 50,000 people to pay the bills. Right. If you find 5,000 people worldwide that like you, that is a core of an audience that can continue to follow you, continue mm -hmm. to 
um, support you and build this back and forth dialogue with mm-hmm. and like 5,000 is massive but and like it's small compared to like the Joe Rogans but we don't have to be Joe Rogans mm-hmm. we can just find our little audience and play in the sandbox of you know this this group of people that get us and that's what the the most appealing thing to a podcast is is like you're gonna start out and it's not gonna be good it was so hard like i go back to that wendigo episode and i'm like (laughs) like cringy and like awful or someone else would listen to it and be like oh okay that's not that bad or whatever but like because you're doing it it's on you but yeah it's it's all of that where like you can just start finding people that want to be a part of that conversation with you and so the cool thing, oh, oh, baby. <laughs> he wants to be part of the conversation, too. <laughs> um, no, the cool thing, okay, you were saying about the Wendigo episode. Yeah. The super cool thing and also motivating as someone else who, like, wants to create yeah. in their own vein. Oh, Enough. Lord, have mercy. Do you want to wind up in the bathroom? I didn't think He's so. like, well, what's going on in the bathroom? I was <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Where is this going? Maybe. Um, <laughs> There's your mat. You can go lay down. Oh. Am I getting the stink um, eye? I think so. Oh, hi, handsome. <laughs> um, no, what I wanted to say about, oh, you bringing up, you know, your earlier episodes. And... As someone who, like I said, was hesitant, like, how do I even get started? Hearing your progression is so motivating. Because as you say, like, if you're not here to learn and grow, like, then then where's your respect for the art? Like, that is it, right? Like, you're growing into, not growing into yourself, you are growing, right? And I've said to you before, like, to hear the way that you have progressed, how much more comfortable you are now on the microphone, how... You know, in the beginning, you can hear that you're nervous. And you've talked about, like, these these cringy moments when you listen back. But I think, like, those are the coolest moments to celebrate. I think because it's just, like, you acknowledging, like, I don't sound like that anymore. You know? And... Thank you. Uh, that's neat. Like, I kind of... I want to get to that point where I look back on, you know, some of the earlier stuff that I've... What is... The, the earlier stuff. The only stuff yeah. that's on the website right now. I want to one day look back and be like, that was not my best work. I did not start off at my best, right? Like I want to in the future be able to say like, I have improved, right? So that's... That's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to being there, hopefully being a part of it in whatever way. I'll definitely have you on when I start recording and whatnot. I I feel like that will be a comfort to not be alone. Probably even the first time I might need you, to be honest. Absolutely. Moral support. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll come up to... uh, <laughs> I will come up to where you're but, but at, nowhere. <laughs> or you can come back here and we'll yeah, set yeah. up on your laptop. We'll record through there. We'll go cool. through the editing and everything. That'd be awesome. Thank yeah. you. But that is one of the main things that, not to like get nostalgic for for podcasting, but like this idea that there's too many podcasts out there now, or that there's too many people doing it. It's fucking bullshit. This is all about people just having fun and doing a hobby because like. What else do we do? We're 32 now. We have the choice of settling in and watching Netflix every day, not reading, not doing anything, not having any hobbies or having any fun and just like 
well, it's the grind of it. You work and then you retire, then you die. Like, fuck that, man. <laughs> so, like... If I'm lucky, it'll happen in a different order. (laughs) I want to be dead before I'm, like, old enough to not be of use to society anymore. We're like, now you're just retired because you don't don't contribute anymore. You're too weak. Your bones rattle too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the machine says you're done. Yeah, that's it. Like, I want to be dead long before then. Yeah. I just sit around rotten for the last decade. Fuck that. Okay, so my new show. There's going to be two new shows, hopefully. Um, one's going to be an audio drama that uh, I probably will leave out of this for now because it's so amorphous at this time. We don't know what we're going to do. And hopefully I can kidnap Kat and make her write most of it. <laughs> Would love to. Um, and then just more shows like this where you're going to reach out to people to jump upstairs and come in and and talk with me um i haven't found a show yet where there's plenty of movie review shows there's plenty of tv uh things where they go through a series episode by episode there's all that kind of stuff but i haven't found the show where like i kind of want the people around my age to come back and start enjoying movies and TV shows when it was like special. I don't know if that's a ridiculous statement, but like remember when you like went to Blockbuster and like you got to see the movie and like you bring it home, it was there or like there would be the one big movie of the year and everybody was quoting it and you were in on it. Like yes. it was one of the ones that was like dumb. It was something that was like great and you like uh like, when was the last time we had a movie like that? Like, Because there's so many all the time. Like you said, people just filling the void. And you have all these subcultures that, like, pop culture yeah. now has subcultures, right? And, like, I mean, pick, pick your category. I'm sure for, like, your variety of nerd, like, let's yeah. be real, you're all watching similar things. But anyways, to I digress. Back to the, like, overarching. You went to school and, like, everyone had seen it. And yeah. you were a loser if you had it, right? <laughs> and then, like, you got money from your mom. And, like, you went to the theater and you saw it. Or you went to Blockbuster and you rented it. And, like... Well, he was special when mm-hmm. Team America World Police came out. <laughs> and, like, everybody was talking about the puppets having sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> that big, long sex scene. Or, like, the wedding singer. And, like, I'm tired because... I want to go back and I, I like I go back to same shows, same movies, and I, I got nobody else to watch them with, and I got no one else to share in that. And one thing that we were talking in the back and forth as I was trying to define what I want to do is I want to create a community going back and watching the same movies together, the same TV show together, and keep it mostly science fiction, but you know kind of the movies we all grew up on and not stay too much in any one box but like there's a show called uh chuck and it's about a guy that gets a supercomputer in his head and it's like a a procedural tv comedy dramedy thing (laughs) but like a couple seasons in chuck who's just a regular it guy at like um they call it the nerd herd i'm trying to think of like what they have at best buy the nerd uh geek Geek squad Squad? yes 
So he's like basically a loser and he gets paired up with this CIA agent. <laughs> nerd bird. Hold on. Oh, that yeah. just clicked. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, but like when you're watching that show and like it's dumb and it's funny and I love it and then like there's the moment where him and Sarah finally get together and you like you don't get to share that with anybody. So like I want to like bring that back. I want to introduce somebody for the first time to The Last Starfighter, which was an 80s movie where a kid was playing an arcade game and the aliens had set it there because they needed like a new commander and he beats the game so they come and abduct him and then he's got to go fight aliens. Of course. It's dumb, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) The graphics are terrible. But like, like you said, there's just so much content out there now that like everybody's independently consuming like, why can't I create this little space where it's, like, not making fun of really bad movies or not celebrating the five good ones? Why can't we just, like, here's what we're all doing together. Like, um, the Futurama. Like, there's some amazing heartfelt mm-hmm. episodes. There's some hilarious ones. Uh, you know, Rick and Morty we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to get into it. I don't know how to have this specific questions because I don't want it to be an interrogation of like did you like it did you like the show (laughs) but like it's always special when you get to show somebody something and then they come away with it like I have a buddy at work I got him listening to uh tell him Steve Dave the uh the podcast that I listen to Uh, if you look up on the walls I've got their uh, comic books uh signed I've got the the records up like their vinyl I've got the cassette of one of their episodes (laughs) oh my god and like still in the original packaging yeah yeah I I had to wait like four or five months then they've released the digital version so I might not open it but I might get a cassette player to play it for reals I don't know like I just I I figured that that there's got to be a way to build this like-minded community of people that just want to like get together and watch a movie together watch a show together i've seen recently because of uh covid twitch and amazon prime because they're owned by the same company you can say like on a saturday if you want to watch a movie and it's on amazon prime you can put it on your twitch channel and then everybody can come in and watch it together and be in the chat together. Is this viewing party? Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. I'm like, I didn't actually know what, but that sounds a lot like a word I've heard. Okay. So we could do that, but like that would be something down the road that I'd build up to. More or less, I'd just be bringing somebody in, holding them hostage, making them watch a show. Hopefully, like if I know the person well enough, I can find something that they really love. Because like I've. Like I said, the Tell Him Steve Dave, I've got another guy that I introduced him to, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and that's the thing we talk about. Um, one of my lifelong friends, Craig, uh, I introduced him to Archer one time when he was dropping through. He was, I gotta get him on the show too. He traveled from coast to coast in a van with four other guys playing gigs cool. for years. And they're like, they would drop off in Manitoba on the last stretch getting down to Thunder Bay. And we would just party for two or three days, and I'd cook a bunch of food, and we'd hang out, and then they would be off. But, like, I introduced them to a show called Archer, um, which is, I don't know, it's kind of like a a part of the friendship now is that, like, that note, that touchstone Mm -hmm. thing. Okay. So, what else 
could we possibly okay so my leon story. leon's yeah i'm like well there's that get ready to feel this <laughs> so i've never had new furniture ever i've always had hand-me-down stuff for like you know stuff that somebody else was getting rid of when i got it and you get used to it is a broken spring here or you know like it's nice but it's it's old or got that feeling of like being 30 years old Mm. so i was moving into this new place with my roommate i've saved up money i've been dreaming about getting like new stuff not overloading being organized i'm gonna get new furniture and i do my research leon's was the best bet highest quality I can get 50 months for the financing, so uh, there's no interest for that 50-month period or 55 months, whatever it is. It just slowly comes out over time. I budgeted. I could afford it. So mom and I went down to Leon's. I took her with me on a little date, and we went, sat down on all the different couches and chairs to find, like, the perfect, uh, comfortable thing that would not show the dog hair, like, um, like, Oh, we did this for like six hours. And uh, within the first hour or two over there, the salesman comes up and he's like, uh, introduces himself as Gary and uh, starts talking about himself in the third person. It's like, (laughs) I just need you to know. Gary's already my favorite character in whatever's about to happen. Gary doesn't lie. (laughs) Gary's going to tell you how it is. Gary wants you to look around, but you just need to know Gary doesn't lie. He's going to tell you how it is. Well, let me fucking tell you. I'm not going to spoil the story, but Gary fucking lies. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we're looking around and we, like, we found this, like, kitchen table stuff. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, because I come from a big family and I'm a big person. I'm like, what's the weight restriction on the chairs? And he's like, Gary's never heard that question before. <laughs> Seriously, Gary? He's like, I've Gary's worked in... Uh, uh, <laughs> selling furniture for 30 years no one's ever asked I'm like well Gary I'm a big man <laughs> like, I got big friends I got big family like we're not sitting on something that's gonna fucking fall apart here man like I'm not gonna make it through this <laughs> oh we need to laugh or we won't oh survive God. so I'm like Gary is this furniture going to hold up? And he's like, we can check the website, but no one's ever asked me this. It's good quality. I'm like, Gary, come on, man. So he's like, and like, I, he's like, it's, no one's ever posted how much the chair's restrictions are. I'm like, oh, you want to bet, Gary? Let's go to Wayfair. Because you can search by weight because there's people oh like me God. out there. Maybe they've just been too, like, innocent to ask he's like my daughter's big she's never asked i'm like D- I, gary i don't care about how fat your daughter is <laughs> oh and his fat daughter plays into this all later too because we find the couch and the chair that we want and i'm like this is beautiful it's like this blue kind of like almost leather pleather kind of thing and it's like gary we love this he's like oh that's great yeah, my daughter's big. She could sit on this all day. <laughs> I mean, that's why she's so big, Gary. Like, maybe she needs to get her up. He's like, she just ordered this stuff, too. It's it's coming in. I'm like, great. He's like, you need to be aware, because of COVID, there's been a lot of slowdown in the factories. All right. What are we looking at, Gary? Because I'm not moving in for a couple of weeks. This is September 20th. I'm ordering this stuff. And he says, well... Gary doesn't lie. So Gary's going to tell you like it is. There's been some slowdowns. 
But there's a truckload of furniture coming in in the middle or end of October. Well, that's fantastic, Gary. So I just have to wait a month and I'm going to get all of my new furniture and stuff. He's like, yeah, with the financing stuff, you may end up making a payment before you get your stuff. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and for the bedroom furniture that you picked out, it's not going to be here until January. I'm like, that's fine. But I'm going to get the couch and chair in a month. And he's like, yeah, because there's been so much restriction. Everyone in manufacturing knows this. I work in manufacturing. I don't say the place that I work at for fear of ever being a reflection <laughs> of them. They're very good people. They're very responsible. I love them. But I am not them here. We've gotten shit across the border perfectly fine. And, like, I can understand. If where you could have six people building a couch before, you have two people or one based on social distancing, maybe that would slow things down. Gary's fat daughter needs some goddamn <laughs> reinforcements on her fucking couch. So, fucking... Okay, so, yeah, she ordered this a couple weeks before you. I wouldn't let her order anything else. This is perfect, bud. Fucking perfect. All right. So me, Gary, and his fat fucking daughter have this furniture coming in, and I understand that the bedroom stuff's not coming in, and uh, it's the end of the day, and I'm like, I'm just going to go to Brick before we put in all of this stuff. I understand what we've got. I picked out a TV and a sound bar downstairs. I just want to make sure that like their pricing isn't any better. He's like, well, Gary wants you to go and do that, but that's uh, they're not going to beat us, and their quality's lower. I went into Brick. There's a bunch of people in there, and... So to expand on the COVID thing, because I forgot to mention this, everybody's been stuck at home. And for the first time in a lot of people's lives, you and I have had this conversation before, they've actually gotten to enjoy their house as opposed to working all the time. Right. Yeah. And, and for people on quarantine, they were like, oh, let's let's spruce up the place. So that's where a lot of the stock is gone. If this is where we're going to spend the rest of our lives. Like, yeah. yeah. For the first time, I have more than a two-week period once a year to enjoy my couch. Let's get a nice couch. Right. So I'm trying to be understanding at this point. I think you know me as a very nice and like almost overly polite person, I would say. Yeah. I've been accused of that several times. I find it rude, but I'd never say anything. <laughs> Um, so I go to the brick, we walk in and like, they've got floor model shit that is literally falling apart, like missing drawers on cabinets, like leaning couches and stuff. I'm like, well, Gary didn't lie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So far. Oh my God. So we go back to Leon's. It's the end of the day. I'm like, let's put in these orders. He's like, okay, but by the way, you got to order it separately from downstairs. The TV is there. The furniture is up here, but it's all going to be on one bill. You all get have to pay once a month. I don't know why I'm going into details about this. I just want to show that I did my homework and I didn't necessarily need to get fucked on this. So within the first two weeks, I got my new TV, which is amazing. It's the first new TV I've had in 10 years. And like, it's, I love it. Like, it's cool. It's got all this stuff. And Gary's like, call me halfway through the month. We'll find out where your furniture is. Call halfway through the month. And I'm like, so what's in? Uh, the cocktail table and the coffee table are in. Okay, great. What about the TV stand? Oh, sir, there's no TV stand on this order. I'm like, what? I know it was the end of the day, but like, this is a $1,000 TV stand. Like, uh, what's going on? 
Oh, there was that was never part of the order, sir. <sighs> All right. Um, what about the couch and chair? Is that still on track for the end of the month? Oh, sir. You're not going to see that for the end of the month. So I, I went in on, I was like, no, that's, that's, that's not true. Gary doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I go into Leon's and I talk to Gary and Gary's like, oh, well, we've got that truckload coming in. And he stops talking. Gary, am I part of that truckload of <laughs> Well, let's go and let's look. And he's like, I just, it's been crazy here, crazy here. We just had a meeting because everybody's getting pissed off about how delayed their stuff is. It is what it is. It is what it is. He's shrugging his shoulders. It is what it is. You fucking tell me it is what it is. One more goddamn time. I'm going to smack you upside your old head. So we go and we sit down in front of the computer and he brings it up and he's like, well, uh, I can see you're 13th on the list. And he stops talking. Okay, Gary, but how many couches and chairs are coming in at the end of the month? Like, you haven't lied, but you've lied by omission, bud. But that's a thing, right? I'm yeah. not crazy. Yeah, no. So he's like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, but like, like, let's look. <laughs> so he looks, and he's like, well, 10 of them are coming in. Yeah, but that's not great, Gary, because I'm 13. When's the next truckload come in? Oh. Well, my daughter was 11. She's going to be so upset. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't care about your fat daughter's salty tears, like, <laughs> dripping Dorito dust everywhere. Oh you know, like, what, what, I, what about me? Where am I? And she, well, you're after my daughter. I'm like, I don't care about your daughter. Like, what happened? He's like, end of November. I'm like, end of November for sure. He's like, maybe. There's been a lot of delays. <laughs> I don't want to lie to you. You're really going to have to understand. I'm like, Gary, I, I work for 12 hours on my feet. And then I come home. I sit on the floor, bud. I was okay with that for a month. But, like, what the hell is happening here? Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. It is what it is. And I'm like, all right, so if I start canceling my order now, because I've taken possession of the TV and the sound bar, what's about to happen here, Gary? Well, we'll credit you back that money, okay? And it's not going to reduce your payments. It's going to reduce the amount of months that you would have to pay. Okay. So what you're telling me right now is I'm going to be making high monthly payments for a TV for a shorter amount of time. And if I go somewhere else to get furniture that's in stock, I'm fucked because I'm going to have to pay for that and this for the first year or so. What? But you're short on stock right now there, but... <laughs> This is, this is not an answer, man. So I'm like, I, I left. I was pissed. I didn't even address the TV stand. I wanted to look around, see what I could. But like I said, this is the first time I've ever had furniture. I would kind of like everything to match, right? Is that like <laughs> inexcusable of me? Like, I'm like, if I order this TV stand, when is it going to get in? January? All right, maybe I could put it on the coffee table. He's like, I've got the same coffee table. If it's my 70-inch, you're going to be fine. I'm like, 
this isn't this isn't fine territory, Gary. Like this is like I can't have anybody buy. Like you came over today, and this isn't the chair that Gary sold me. I I found it at another spot, and I got the table from like this. Uh, they had like a returns thing in the basement. That all happened fine. Uh, oh my God. So right now, November, maybe I'll get my couch and chair until then I'm sitting on the floor. I might have to like borrow a chair from my sister, but that means I can't have anybody by unless they want to sit on the kitchen chairs, which are comfortable for dinner, but probably not for an extended <laughs> period. Oh, and like, he's like, I just don't know what I'm going to tell my daughter. Would I have been out of like place to like punch him in the throat at that point? I feel like there's still consequences. Like, <laughs> like it is COVID and all, but like you, that's definitely breaking physical distancing oh, rules. True. You'd probably get ticketed, but... <laughs> along with like the assault or battery charge. But like, yeah, also the COVID. Gary didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Gary was just minding his business. Oh my god. Yeah, so I'm fucked. And like, I, I called him back this week and I was like, Gary, I know the couch isn't coming in, but like I'm hand-holding your th- you through all this. When does the chair come in? Oh, Gary will look into that. And he calls me back and leaves a message because I was at work. I told him, like, call back, leave a message, blah, 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 blah. He called me Timmer in the message. <laughs> which is okay for a friend to call me. There's a list of nicknames no one's allowed to call me. I didn't even know that was, like, a potential... Like, do Tims go by that often? Is this a thing? Mm, Like, if you're a jock. (laughs) So, like, a couple of people call me Timmer, and that's all right. I think Attic and Zach call me Timmer. Uh, Mostly Attic, but, like, uh, Timmy is okay for certain people. Other people, I find that they use that as, like, a... To, to make me smaller, like, if they're trying Condescending. to... Condescending? Yeah. Like, in guy world, there's ways of, like, trying to elevate yourself to, like, alpha oh, someone. like, infantilizing. Yes. Kind of. Okay. So, like, there's certain people I won't allow to do that if I find that they have a tone or if I just don't like them. But, like, if I go... Sometimes, like, I don't know, it's weird. If I go in to do, like, banking stuff and I'm annoyed, I make them call me Timothy. <laughs> of course. I, uh, my, one of, she's family, she was my aunt, but we don't, she's still, like, blood-related, I just, I hate her, so she's, <laughs> she's no longer my aunt. <laughs> okay. But, um, she called me Timbit when I was younger, and, like, I don't even know her, so it just always felt, like, unwelcome, because I was short and fat, like, round, like, oh, a Timbit. Oh, oh. Yeah, and, like, one day I went off on, like, this big tangent of, like, never call me Timbit, but this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. And I had another relative in the corner that really likes me. Um, She's like, oh, part of one of my passwords. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) No! Can you change it? She's like, I've had it for years. (laughs) Like, but can you change it? I've had it for so long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah like uh, you. but back to this the timber thing I call him up and I'm talking to him again and he's like cause he called me he, his message was like yeah that couch isn't gonna be in for six to eight weeks from now 
I'm like, but the, we were talking you about asked the, for the chair. chair. Yeah. What? So he says, uh, oh, oh, yeah, well, there's chairs coming in on the truck. <laughs> oh, Gary. Yeah, but Gary, where am I on the list for the chairs, bud? You're lying by omission again here. And so he's like, you're number nine. There's eight chairs on the truck. No. Yeah. He's like, we ordered this stuff back in June. I'm like, okay. Like, what? I, I don't need these, like, random Your problem details. is not my problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, Gary, but, um. So I'm not getting my chair either for six to eight weeks, right? And he's like, well, somebody might choose to not have their stuff delivered just yet. Okay, but they ordered it back in June. <laughs> like, no one... Oh, my God. Hold on. I have questions. Like, Oh, go. Yeah, like who orders something like several months ago to be like, I may or may not want this in five or six months. And also my next question, like, okay, if maybe someone doesn't want a chair, so... Maybe you get one sooner. Is anyone like wishy-washy on the couch situation? <laughs> like, is it is it possible they've had time to change their mind? Like, is there a right. wait list on like the new couch reject situation? Oh wow, yeah, this is a mess. When I told him I was sitting on the floor, he's like, "Oh yeah, my daughter's sitting on an old futon." I'm like, oh. Your daughter. Oh, she's got something to see. How fancy can I have the futon? <laughs> this whole time, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I feel like if you went with second hand, like you would have none of these problems. Right? None of them. Yeah. Yeah. I would have saved myself thousands of dollars. Yeah. I would have had it. I would have been able to clean it up. And like, there's a lot of nice second hand furniture out there. Sure. I just, I wanted. Because I feel like I earn it with like having to go into work. Like I've earned it this time. And do you feel like the universe is echoing that feeling? I think the universe is saying like, <laughs> Just like not to be a bitch, but like I don't know that that was in the cards. Yeah. It's your timing. It was your timing. I want. I want to say so much, but I also feel like, oh, COVID's a bitch. Where it's just like how. Like, I'm not impressed with Gary. I want to be clear. Like, I'm not taking his side. Good. I feel like he's like a kicked out of here real quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, massive lack of, like, empathy in terms of, like, continuing to bring up his fat-ass daughter and her furniture needs. It is You know, like, <laughs> that's not really something a customer should be expected to... I mean, unless that's his way of being like, well, look at I've got family in the same boat. But, like, not really, because she's got a futon. Great <laughs> Yeah. He wasn't shy about adding adding in the whole, like, oh, that super sucks. Like, you know, yeah. we've at least got a futon. Keep ours off the ground. But, um, oh, yeah, that's a tough spot where I'm like, I want to help you write a review that captures, oh, the absurdity. The comedy, really. I know from yes. you, it's like, this is anger. This is for sure. Like, I'm hearing and I'm observing anger, but, like, right. it's funny from where I'm sitting in this chair from wherever mm. it came. <laughs> we are, we're in, like, the Shakespearean comedy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's only funny because, like, it's just, it's unfair. Well, and it's gotta oh. be funny or I'll lose my mind, mm. right? Like, so... I, I want to write an angry review where, like, I can try to help protect somebody else. Like, right now is not the time to try to buy furniture, unfortunately. And that might just summarize the whole thing. Where, like, I want to be mad at Gary, but I feel like... 
I feel like Gary was one of those, like, he dismissed the preppers. He's, like, not in the boat where the world is ending. Yep. You know, like, one of these people, like, went, well, when I was sent home to work from home, we were told it'd be two weeks. Fast forward six months. I'm unemployed, to be clear. <laughs> but, but while I was employed. <laughs> I had a job, and so long as I had the job, like, it was largely working from home. And that was not supposed to be a six-month situation. So I'm sure back in June when they're like, ooh, minor hiccup, you know, it probably started as, like, Gary's real sorry about the inconvenience, but, you know, yeah. circumstances being COVID, This right? dickhead was like, oh, yeah. Like, when I went in to see him the other day, he was like, yeah, we didn't even put out flyers this week. Like, that's Leon's big move. You like they say that they're uh, you're one of the family when you're there. That's their. Well, <laughs> you are on the same waiting list as an employee's daughter. So like, not lying. <laughs> <laughs> so what he tells me is, uh, oh yeah, we we didn't even put out a flyer this week. Okay, great, Gary. I'm not really worried about your commission. Like, <laughs> so like six months deep, they're acknowledging that like, oh, they can't really provide the full scope of service that they're advertising. Yeah. So like. That's good. They're on the same page. Well, now? What a now. month ago? <laughs> yeah. Where, like, what are they telling people now? Are they telling them, that, like, honestly, you're not going to get your stuff until next year sometime? Or are they still in, like, there's a truck coming in? <laughs> <laughs> not untrue. Yeah, we work next to the just, just like There's not... trucks going by all the time. <laughs> yeah. like, we didn't lie. Oh, man. That's rough, because I really, like, I really want to be in a fuss with you, but I feel like, how, like, what, just, what do you even do? Like, no one knows how to react. Poor Gary's, like, trying to hold the hope this whole time, just like, but the truck is coming. <laughs> but the truck is coming. You know, and, like, I feel like he's probably having his own little crisis at home, just like, that truck is never coming. Well, you and know? he's getting it from everybody else that he's sold stuff from. I'm sure. I'm but he sure. lied to me. Well, and that's it. That's where I feel like, come on, Gary. At a certain point, you need to sympathize to the extent of like, it like goes a long way in customer service to be like, I am equally frustrated and I wish I had a better answer for you than like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. No idea. You know, like that. Yeah. But I think like some empathy. I think you could definitely, there is a statement to be made for the service industry lacking sympathy you know like yes it's uncertain times for everyone but then like say that like we're just not certain yeah along with like 90 percent of everything else it's that we're living through right now i make shit up i if i went into this knowing that i was not getting my stuff mm. until december or january mm -hmm. okay fine i would have had to make that decision in that time with that full scope of knowledge right I feel like that was willfully withheld from me mm -hmm. so that I would purchase the stuff. And now yeah. they got me over a barrel because I can't go anywhere else. So let me ask you then, are you making payments? Uh, that starts in November, I guess. Uh, but they're going to expect you to pay yes. towards products you don't own, possess. Exactly. I don't know. Um, No. No, I'd not be having that. Yeah, well, that, that's one of the things Gary actually talked to me about at the time. Because, <laughs> like, well, yeah, your bedroom furniture won't be in, so you'll be making payments. I'm like, okay. Because it's 50 equal payments for the entire lot of stuff. 
Okay, all right, well, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm seeing this both ways, but I'm feeling it from one very specific direction. So I could see people being like, I, I love that bedroom set, that couch set, whatever. I want to own it. If I have to wait for it, that's fine. No problem paying for it in advance because it's going to be mine and I want it bad enough. I'm willing to pay before I possess it. And I'm going to have it for 20 years. Like, okay, well, so like you're in that boat. Months. You're yeah. in that boat. I'm on the other hand, like, like hell, I'm paying for something that I don't have access to because if I die before it arrives, yeah, you got my money and I didn't get my things well, and I stuff. Far more... Uh, like equivocal to that if I knew that it was coming in but now I'm in a point of like is it coming in when will it come in will I put a year's worth of payment and like who knows if my landlord here is gonna let us stay past this year or he's gonna like <laughs> all right time to switch it up like I'm selling the house and I'm like oh fucking better to get in touch with Leon so they can deliver it somewhere goddamn well else <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, from your perspective, then whatever. If you're like the, I will have it eventually, so I'm willing to pay for it whenever. Like, I don't know. I can't get up. I can't get up. I can, I, I can see that you see it that way. I don't feel like that's right. But anyway, that's your own, your own choice. But, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I... I'm ha- I started having ex- existential, like, how are you sure you'll be alive? And, like, that's not really <laughs> a fair thing to put my dread of death onto you. I just, really, Maybe that'll you be a feel great Google of... review if we, like, type it up that way. It's it just like, caused an existential like... crisis. Like, <laughs> Ex- it's like Schrodinger's ca- couch. Yes! Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We're getting somewhere. We had to go dark to see the light. <laughs> so this is Schrodinger's couch. That's the tagline of it all. Hashtag. Uh, so Schrodinger's couch. Um, and, okay, so essentially Gary misled me. No, no, Gary lied to me. He used a lie by omission when he said that, the or we'll say salesperson. I don't want to throw Gary directly under the bus. Fuck Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about that. Yeah. Okay, so Gary, uh, he misled me. He said that there was a truck coming in, but it turns out that my stuff, I'm further down the list than the stuff that people had order ahead of me, so I'm going to be uh, three months down. Uh, I'm just trying to go bullet points. So Because I don't think that's unfair to say. Like, if he knew a truck was coming and he knew what the supplies on the truck were, enough to say, we do have several of these couches coming on a truck, then he knew they were coming because they had been ordered. So they were already accounted for. So to be like, oh yeah, we have a truck of that coming in. That's super neat, but also super fucking unfair not to say, because... People have purchased them is why they are coming here. Exactly. So that was cruel, Gary. Um, so now I'm stuck because I can't afford to go anywhere else, purchase stuff that is in stock, and make payments in two places at once. Uh, I'm going to forgive him for not ordering the TV stand because it was the end of the day. I'm not pleased about it. I'm going to have to go in and order um, it. Do they pay him hourly? That's true. Was he still on the clock? Then he's still expected to do his job. Oh, I like I it. can't be like, what? It's the last half hour of my job. You still want me to do my job? Yeah. No. You're right. I don't care if you're tired. You work shift work. Did you fall asleep and take a little nap while you were in there testing out the couches? No. No. I said no before I knew the truth. I assumed that you hadn't. I feel like that's a really vulnerable position to put yourself in. <laughs> I just assumed you hadn't. 
No, I don't think there's any excuse for like, oh, whoops, I was tired on account of I worked all day, so I just couldn't like work till the end of my shift, despite still being in the building and engaged with a client for whom I was placing an order, which was my responsibility at the time. However, I missed an item on the order because I don't know. End of the day. Well, and like that could be part of the Schrodinger's couch is do I go in and order the TV stand and double down on being with these people or try to You're pretty or, committed at this point. Right? Like I it's I know the name brand of it, but like anywhere else I order from is gonna be the same time frame. Plus I won't be able to put it on the no interest financing that I've already pulled out through this bank that's gonna affect my credit and any chance of buying a goddamn house. Mm-hmm. So all to say when you were talking about your show and having thing out of what could be a minor <laughs> thing. I, I, no, this is a major thing. Yeah. This is a major thing. Check, mic check. 